0: hour number three of the morning after begins right now i am ben stevens and you are listening on sirius xm channel 159 the new home for sports grid radio on sirius xm and all across the sports grid network i'm a little bit lonely right now in studio because kevin walsh who was here for the first two hours making the morning after the early after has now departed it is just me for this segment but coming up in this third and final hour of tma on this tuesday morning it is a very happy hour two great guests for you you connor o'gara saturday down south national football columnist will join us next to give you his top six as he believes the selection committee will release it tonight, entering conference championship weekend. And then, of course, because Connor O'Gara covers the SEC with the best of them, a full breakdown and preview of the SEC championship game between number one, Georgia, and at the time, number three, Alabama, will see where the tide is after the newest CFP poll tonight. A full breakdown of the SEC title game, and if Alabama still has a shot, at the college football playoff following Connor o'guero who will be here for two segments it is one of the sharpest men out in the desert or maybe atlantic city pro capper himself bill krakenberger to talk whatever we will get embedding expertise and knowledge from one of the best to do it in crack but we begin right now in this opening segment of our third and final very happy hour with our west coast wake up our west coast audience joining us now probably just waking up on this tuesday morning and we recap a couple of basketball games one that happened last night and look forward to one tonight for the lakers against the sacramento kings but we'll begin inside staples center an evening ago the clippers at home as a favorite against the new orleans pelicans now the new orleans pelicans have been an underdog in all but one game this year the pelicans have already played 23 nba basketball games this year and the Pel's have been an underdog in 22 of the 23 as they were last night against the clips and the Pel's winning outright by a large margin 19 points 123 104 new orleans this year 10 and 2 against the number as an underdog an impressive performance out of the pelicans on the road against the los angeles clippers the clippers part of the middle of the pack right now in the early going of the western conference as we have seen in this nba season the clippers the mavericks the lakers the t-wolves there right now all part of a group trying to separate themselves trying desperately maybe at this point to catch the golden state warriors who are eight and two the best record in the NBA this year also the best record against the spread at 14 5 and 1 ATS and the Phoenix Suns who are 17 and 3 straight up and have won 16 straight basketball games that's why when you look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now and you see these Western Conference odds they're rather tight the Lakers began this year as the betting favorites at plus 230 to win the Western Conference crown now the Lakers have the fourth best odds at plus 500 the Dubs have the best odds at plus 290 followed a dollar behind by the Phoenix Suns at plus 390 and then the Utah Jazz there at plus 420. A pretty substantial drop-off from the Lakers at 5-1 to where the Clippers are at plus plus. Nine fifty. The Clippers began the year at plus 650 to win the Western Conference crown. Three dollars of movement against them. They await the return of Kawhi Leonard. We, of course, know that the Golden State Warriors await the return of Klay Thompson. And even without that, the Warriors are 18-2 this year, the best record in the NBA. By the way, the Warriors will take on the Phoenix Suns in the Valley of the Sun tonight the dubs a two-point road underdog against phoenix as we welcome in our sports grid radio audience here the third hour of the morning after a very happy happy hour on the grid you are listening on sirius xm channel 159 the mightier 1090 out on the west coast a part of our west coast wake up right here right now I'm your host, Ben Stevens. Also in action tonight on the West Coast, the Lakers on the road just a little bit up in Northern California in Sacramento taking on the Kings. The Lakers right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Sacramento tonight in Sactown. This line earlier in the day was the Lakers minus five. It has even dropped by a hook more than what you are seeing right here. Now it's just the Lakers minus four the over under total is at 226 here is just something you need to know from a capping perspective for the nba you will see odds for the next day's slate generally overnight if their teams are not in action or some rapid fluctuation on a morning entering the day of those games a lot of line movement for you to either get the best or potentially the worst of a number in the association as you begin to track these things as you wake up on any given morning entering a night in the association. For instance, we have seen this line already dropped by a point In the last hour, since Kevin and I were discussing this game to end out our first hour here around 9.50 a.m. Eastern time to where we are at just after 11 a.m. Eastern time, this line has already moved. The Lakers are a four-point favorite. The Lakers have been a favorite a ton this year. They have played 22 games, 11 of them without LeBron James, but LeBron is in action and should be in action tonight in Sacramento. The Lakers have the worst record against the spread. In the entire NBA. Just seven and fifteen against the number all season long. So it's a relatively short number at only four points in the Lakers advantage. But I'm not sure you should be laying points right now with Los Angeles at any time this year. The Kings, as an underdog this year, by the way, have been booked that way 13 times. They are five and eight against the spread. One final note for this game. You see that over-under total at 226. The Lakers have the highest over percentage in all of the NBA. 14 of the 22 games for L.A. have hit the over. That's 63.6%. The Lakers, one of those six teams that have a majority of their games hitting the over. More the morning after, up next
1: after the break.
0: morning after on this tuesday continues on right here on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 i'm your host ben stevens joining the show now as he does every tuesday it is connor o'gara from saturday down south now connor will be here for two straight segments back to back we will talk college football playoff we will talk the sec championship game give you a full breakdown of georgia and alabama and it's great that connor's here for two segments but really we could go for maybe two hours maybe even two days with how much news we have had in the last two days as it pertains to college football so connor thank you for being here on this tuesday morning i'm sure it has been a hectic whirlwind for you over the last 48 72 hours whirlwind
2: would be an understatement i need to stop doing that thing where i get a text about one of these hires and then i just kind of like roll my eyes and say like all right like where are you hearing this from and then my buddies will send me another text be like no this is actually happening i'm like wait what That's happened to me, I think, three times in the last 48 hours or so. So I'm just going to assume you could text me anything in the world right now. You could say that Nick Saban is is quitting Alabama and he's going to be a high school football coach. And I'd probably be like, well, I guess that's just 2021 for you.
0: Connor, for me, I woke up from a nap on Sunday afternoon at my parents' house to find out that Lincoln Riley was headed west as well to USC. Yesterday, I landed back here in New York City around 9.45, 10 p.m. Eastern time, and the first text I got was from one of my friends with the report from Yahoo Sports that Brian Kelly was leaving Notre Dame for Baton Rouge and to be the head coach at LSU. If you're keeping track, Connor covers the SEC with the best of them at Saturday Down South. If you remember, it about 48, 50 hours ago, Billy Napier took the Florida head coaching job. That was big news for like an hour. Then Lincoln Riley left a future SEC school at Oklahoma to go to USC. Then Brian Kelly joined an SEC school and LSU so Connor has been very very busy so Connor we'll dive into your top six for how you believe the college football playoff selection committee will release its final rankings of the year before the top four is the be all end all come Sunday afternoon but what were some of your initial takeaways from the head coaching carousel we have seen in the last two days in college football
2: well I think what we're seeing at least the theme with Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly is they have seen their ceilings we can talk all we want about how a team is right there and how, oh, oh man, we, if they could just get this player or that player forever with Notre Dame, was, if they could just get that quarterback, they're going to be able to make that push, win a national championship. These two coaches saw their ceilings. They saw the very elite group of teams that have a path to win a national championship. They saw their respective programs did not have that path, and the places that they went to did. That is the biggest difference in all this, and it helps when you get that money to entice you. It felt like both of these respective athletic directors came in and said, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to decide we'll we'll spend other people's money. We'll spend Booster's money, whatever. We're going to go all in because that's what we need to do to win at this level in college football. And it just is a reminder of what it can take to get to that level. Because you can't, in this day and age, expect to win a national championship if you don't have top five talent in the sport. And I think Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley will both be in position now to get that top five talent. I'm fascinated to see this way, this, the way that this plays out. I, I think both of them have very bright futures. If you're asking me who's going to win a national championship first, give me Brian Kelly at LSU over Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley's got a little bit more heavy lifting to do. But man, uh, this yeah. sport, it just never, never stops being incredible, doesn't it?
0: No, it never does. And Lincoln Riley even alluded to that in his introductory press conference yesterday as the new head coach of the USC Trojans football program, that everything in college football happens so quickly nowadays. The transfer portal, recruiting flip-flops, all of that So you have to keep up with the times, and that even happens in the head coaching carousel. And for people that say, oh, I don't like the transfer portal, look how quickly a kid can leave a school and do all that. Look how quickly some of the biggest head coaches at some of the most premier programs in all of college football also can leave one school for the other. So, Connor, we put away the future. Of college football at least for the seasons to come for usc and lsu and focus on the present that obviously has an impact on the future of this college football season the college football playoff for the final time this year before we get the be all end all top four rankings come sunday following conference championship weekend the selection committee will give us the cfp top 25 so i asked connor to do his best to be a member of the CFP selection committee and give us the top six as we will see it tonight when it is released later this Tuesday evening. So Connor, I know it's not a great thing to be a member of the CFP selection committee, at least with some Mm. of the hate you might take online, but try to do your best here and give us the top six.
2: Yeah. I want no part of Gary Bardo's job. If if that's ever available, uh, unless there's a, a fairy godmother that gives me a $250 million purse, Ie Brian Kelly. Uh, um, no, it happens. That's, that's not going to happen. Eh, it's probably not going to happen to me. I, I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit basic here. I, I I think Georgia is the obvious number one. I think Georgia's playoff bid is already locked in, regardless of what happens this weekend against mm-hmm. Alabama. I think number two. I think Michigan is in that second spot, and I think the selection committee tipped its hand mm-hmm. last week. By putting Bama at three and giving Ohio State the benefit of the doubt for a statement victory in a conference that they have respected throughout this entire season. So Michigan at two, Bama at three, and then Cincinnati at four, locked in at that spot. They will win and get into the college football playoff. That is what I've been predicting since May. I think that happens. And then five, let's go Oklahoma State after a monster win in Bedlam. That game was incredible. And then six, Notre Dame just kind of lurking, albeit without a head coach. They have an outside chance to make the playoff. Could need a few things to happen, but I would love nothing more than to watch Notre Dame make the college football playoff and have to play a semifinal game with an interim coach. That is the type of craziness that 2021
0: can yield. Interim head coach Lou Holtz comes back for Notre Dame's bid against Georgia. Who knows? Couldn't Notre Dame, if everything shook out in this way, take on Cincinnati again in the college football playoff where Luke Fickle is on one side maybe darting for the other side a day later? So much greatness about to happen over these coming weeks in the college football landscape as it pertains to the CFP. But I want to focus on two versus three right now. You have Michigan at number two, Alabama at number three. Alabama is currently ranked third. And of course, they struggled with Auburn, but won a fantastic quadruple overtime thriller in the Iron Bowl this past Saturday. Michigan had a statement against Ohio State winning by 15 points. That is the difference in your mind for why the Wolverines will be two and the tied at three, yes?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the selection committee already told us they they think Michigan's really good. Remember, they put Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Mm -hmm. They were impressed with the resume before that Ohio State win was added to it. So now you factor that in. And I I think there's there's a, a really strong case against Alabama. Six of the eight SEC games in which they played, one score game in the fourth quarter. That included this past weekend Mm -hmm. against a reeling Auburn team in which they had to pull out everything. Bryce Young pulled a rabbit out of the hat and then some to come out with a win in four overtimes in that game against an Auburn team that really couldn't score and do much of anything with a backup quarterback. So I think the selection committee sees that Alabama is not this invincible team. And I, I don't think Alabama gets into the playoff without that Georgia win. Now, if they beat Georgia... I think you can make the case that Bama deserves the one seed. That's the crazy thing and the variance that we're talking about here. But I think because Alabama has played down to its competition throughout the year, they are not going to get the benefit of the doubt that some were predicting for them as a potential two-loss team a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, Alabama this year, a favorite in every game. They will not be a favorite for the SEC championship game, and we'll break that down coming up on the other side of the break. But Alabama had been a favorite in every regular season game this year just six and six against the number and did not cover in their last three games against SEC competition. And all of those games, a one score result like Connor Rogera just mentioned. So we'll break down Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship game because where Alabama is ranked tonight, Might not matter come Sunday if they lose to Georgia in the SEC title. And right now, the Georgia Bulldogs a six and a half point favorite for the SEC championship game on Saturday in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia minus 250 to win the national championship. Alabama currently the second shortest odds at plus 800, followed by Michigan at plus plus nine hundred all of that and how it affects the college football playoff coming up next here on the grid with Connor o'gara stay with us on sports grid. Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. We look forward to one of the best weekends in all of college sports. Conference Championship Weekend in college football. I am Ben Stevens, joined by Connor O'Gara for a second straight segment. Connor O'Gara is a national football columnist with Saturday Down South, covering the SEC with the best of them out there. And In the SEC Championship game on Saturday, it is the number one team in the country. We know that for sure. The Georgia Bulldogs, a six and a half point favorite against Alabama. On that money line, here's how it looks. Georgia minus 265, Alabama plus 210. For most of the year, Georgia was the odds on favorite in the SEC. The last time we had these odds up, UGA was minus 200. Alabama was plus 160. Now, that's how the money line looks for the SEC title game on Saturday in Atlanta between the Dogs and the Tide. The over-under total 50 and a half so Connor as an overall perspective for this SEC championship game how do you begin to break down this matchup between Georgia and Alabama
2: I think anybody that's going to break this matchup down is going to look at at history and probably take some of the 2021 context out of it and I'm not necessarily saying that that's right but you can't help but look at the history right this is the fourth time in which Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have faced off and this is the stat that's going to blow you away Kirby Smart has had second half leads against Nick Saban, all three of those previous meetings. Nick Saban has outscored Mm. Kirby Smart in the fourth quarter, 31 to nothing. All right, that's going to be in the back of of every Georgia fan's mind. Even if they get into a game in which Georgia's up by a touchdown, two touchdowns late, that is going to be something that we're going to wonder about. And Stetson Bennett has thrown 10 passes in the fourth quarter this year. That's it. Georgia doesn't exactly play in 60 minute football games. So, If you're looking at it from a a live betting standpoint, if it's close late, advantage Alabama. No doubt about it. But if I'm taking everything in 2021 into context, the thing that I can't get out of my head, and I I just can't help but but wonder about, is how in the world that Alabama offensive line is going to stop Georgia's front? Because that Alabama offensive line just played the worst single game that I've seen from an Alabama offensive line since Alabama has been Alabama. And Georgia's defensive line? Not exactly the the type of group that, that suggests you're going to have a get-right game. Uh, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, Jalen Carter, these guys are pretty good, in case you haven't seen that. Georgia's mm. allowed 69 points all year if you take away the non-offensive touchdowns. Teams are more likely to get shut out in the first half against Georgia than they are to score a single point. So I'm saying Georgia's going to win this football game, and I'm saying that they're going to win by two touchdowns. But if I'm looking at this from a live betting standpoint, and it's close – I'm all of a sudden hammering Alabama and I'm thinking, man, this is going to happen again. Nick Saban is is, is just going to show once again that he owns Kirby Smart. But if I'm just looking at this objectively, 2021 context, give me the dogs to be able to win by two touchdowns in Atlanta.
0: I think that's one of the best breakdowns you will hear for the SEC Championship game across the board, especially from a betting perspective for Saturday between Georgia and Alabama because of what we know with the line right now entering the game and what it might look like live because do not forget, only one assistant coach has ever beaten Nick Saban and that happened earlier this year with Jimbo Fisher when the Aggies and Texas A&M pulled off the upset in College Station. And Connor, we saw this line work in georgia's favor from the early look ahead line last week entering the regular season finale in college football georgia was around a three and a half four and a half point favorite against alabama then after bama struggled in quadruple overtime edging out a victory over auburn in the iron bowl this line worked to six and a half in georgia's favor after another defensively dominant performance against georgia tech and i was going to ask you for the official ledger on how many points georgia's defense has allowed this year but they are the best scoring defense in the country 69 combined points in 12 football games that is absolutely remarkable and connor you take in the perspective of history as well alabama has only been booked as an underdog one time in the past 12 years just one time in the past 12 years it was in the 2015 season also against georgia it was a one and a half point underdog spread working against alabama now it is six and a half so you look at the over under total of 50 and a half and we know all year long georgia's defense has been so incredibly dominant how many points in your mind connor do the tide need to score to pull the upset in atlanta on saturday so here's an interesting stat nobody has won the sec championship without
2: hitting 28 points since 2007 LSU so there should be points mm. in this football game Georgia has never scored 35 points in the eight times that it has been to the SEC championship uh, I, I'd say they have a decent chance of that happening this time and I think that the Alabama defense as much as I'm, I'm kind of worried about the idea uh, of Will Anderson against Stetson Bennett and what that could mean for Georgia's ability to win this football game I, I still think it's just such a mismatch up front and what Alabama is going to have to try and do without really much of a run game. Brian Robinson has a pulled muscle. So, you know, you, you essentially have one scholarship running back who's healthy, and that's Trey Sanders for Alabama. Mm. This tied team can't run the football. That's why they're not able to, 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 to be able to put their foot on the gas and win some of these games and kind of distance themselves. They can't run the ball. And so if you can't do that, you're one-dimensional against this defense. I just think that's a recipe for disaster. Georgia has yet to allow anybody to have more than 17 points in a game. So how is Georgia not going to win this game by two touchdowns other than cosmic forces holding these two teams together? Because everything suggests that this is advantage Georgia. And look, Jameson Williams, if he can stretch the field, hey, that's great. You know what nobody's able to do against Georgia? Stretch the field because they get home with three or four guys and you don't have your, you don't have your quarterback get enough time to be able to stretch the field. So I think this is advantage Georgia. And I, I do think that this is going to be a, a massive get over the hump type of game for Kirby Smart.
0: Yeah, when you look at the 2021 teams, just Alabama and Georgia, based on what we have seen on the actual football field, I don't think six and a half is enough in Georgia's favor. I think they could easily cover a less than touchdown spread. But again, those cosmic forces and Nick Saban on the other side, always make things a little bit more interesting you mentioned the live betting perspective connor last week i was hosting in-game live on saturday afternoon as the iron bowl was getting underway we got to the third quarter and alabama flipped to a plus money underdog on that live line never had i seen plus money on alabama on a live money line so i just said as joe ranieri my co-host did You have to take it just because this is the first time. It might not hit. Alabama might not come back to even win this game outright, but you have to take it. And I think a lot of people will look at this from a public betting perspective and see six and a half points with the Alabama Crimson Tide and say, that's far too many points. Bama can at least cover. I don't know based on how good, and I mean how good Georgia has been this year. And Connor, I think that's reflected in a market we have discussed for the past month. And that is for Georgia to be an unbeaten, national champion they need to win three more football games for that to be the case the sec conference championship game the college football playoff semifinal and then of course the national championship game itself and for most of the year connor georgia was plus money to get that done plus money to the yes to be an undefeated national champion it was plus 230 at the open plus 180 plus 150 now to be an undefeated national champion the georgia bulldogs are minus 140 to the yes To make that a reality, this is a market, Connor, we have followed all year long, and I think truly shows just how dominant and just how impressive even the betting marketplaces feel about the Georgia Bulldogs.
2: I think Georgia is going to be an undefeated national champ. I think 2021 Georgia is similar to 2020 Alabama, 2019 LSU. It's just their year, and everything is just lining up so perfectly for them. Even Ohio State losing to Michigan, I thought, was significant because I thought if there was a team who could really test Georgia with some of the weaknesses that they could have on the back end with that secondary, it was Ohio State with those three stud receivers. And so now you kind of look at this and you're realizing, man, if chalk happens, look at that playoff field. Georgia is the one. Michigan is the two. Cincinnati is the three. Oklahoma State is the four. All of those teams are defensive-focused teams. How are they going to put up points yeah. against Georgia? I just don't see that happening, and I don't see that offensive juggernaut making the field. So I just think everything is lining up for Georgia to have this perfect 15-0 and season. Atlanta is back. The Braves won a World Series. There is no Atlanta sports <laughs> curse. I think Georgia is in line to be that undefeated national champ this year despite what people are going to keep talking about with the bugaboos and the late-game issues that Kirby Smart has had in these big-time games.
0: And Connor, I've said all along, Alabama at plus 800 to win the CFP National Championship right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. If you believe Bama has value in that market, you need to take Alabama at plus 210 outright to win the sec championship game because that is the only chance for the tide to get into the college football playoff at this moment not only the futures market as it relates to a natty connor but also the heisman trophy could be decided in this sec championship game right now bryce young is the odds-on favorite at minus 220 the quarterback for the tide entering saturday's sec championship game how will that also be in effect as we see georgia take on alabama
2: Yeah, this is fascinating because I've been saying that it feels like the winner of the Heisman Trophy is going to need to win a conference championship, but Bryson might be the exception because of C.J. Stroud losing to Michigan in that game last week. So now you kind of look at it and you say, well, uh, is it possible for a guy to lose the conference championship and still win the award? That hasn't happened since Jason White in 2003. So voters like to follow this narrative, this Heisman narrative that we talk about and this kind of trajectory over the course of the season but some of them fill out their ballots already they got their ballots on monday and some will already have that decided based on what they've seen in the first 12 regular season games they're not going to hold it against bryce young and they're not going to hold it against cj stroud so how that plays out is fascinating i think as long as he is able to get that 17 point that threshold to get above that i think the award is bryce bryce young's but kenny pickett as a flyer very interesting will anderson as a flyer also very interesting
0: might be the time for a defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. Will Anderson of Alabama, 50 to 1. The most sacks for the Tide since Derek Thomas. Aiden Hutchinson, more QB pressures than Chase Young, 20 to 1. Connor O'Gara, we could do this forever. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Appreciate it.
0: Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid Sirius XM. Channel 159, the new home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens. Now very pleased to welcome on Bill Krakenberger, one of the sharpest men you will ever meet in this industry. These next 14 minutes or so, take out your notepad. This is going to be a knowledge session unlike you will find anywhere else as Crack gives you what you need to know to become a better and more informed sports better. You can catch a lot of this knowledge and expertise from Crack on the Crack Wins app that he gives to you as well crack thank you very much for joining us i hope you had a very nice holiday weekend
3: yes i did that was important to me too ben uh uh holiday spend that time with the family and 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 uh and the friends it's very important to take those timeouts christmas also hanukkah whatever your holiday is very important to take that time out i know we want to run around and get half points and and beat the sports bookmaker and turn the tvs on and and blast the games and it's something i learned later in life though uh you know games down to a minimum no sound holiday time family the tree whatever may be your holiday very important very important because you, you know I, I took it for granted i had my parents and, and i don't have them anymore and I, I wish i had that time back with them just one more holiday so uh that, that's something that was important to me and i hope people uh, follow that same tradition
0: absolutely so not just sports betting advice but life advice as well from bill krackenberger but crack let's focus on the nfl as we enter the month of december one of the final months of the regular season yes it is the longest regular season we've ever seen in the history of the national football league now 18 weeks but pretty much we're getting a good feel here in week 13 of the nfl campaign and crack a couple of weeks ago all the talk was about the tennessee titans on a six-game winning streak and the la rams adding obj how would they be stopped in their pursuit for an NFC conference crown? Well, now, both of those teams on a little bit of a slide. One team cracked that's really, really hot, the New England Patriots, who have won six straight games. So, as you approach it from a betting perspective, how do you monitor what might be the flavor of the day or the hottest team at the moment and how that <laughs> might be baked into the numbers that we see?
3: That's a great <laughs> – it's exactly hit the flavor. You know, think about it, though. A few short weeks ago, Rams, Titans – uh, let's even say the, of course, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Bucks—you can look at every one of those teams. Now, I know the Bucks won last week and are looking pretty good now. I guess they're looking pretty good, but you have to remember they lost to Washington. I don't know I, that game might have even been played in Tampa. I guess it was in Washington probably, but I mean Washington beat them a few weeks ago. So you look at the Bills. The Bills were Super Bowl. The beginning of the year, everyone was talking about them and how good they are. And and look look at the teams they lost to Jacksonville and. Uh, Indianapolis, and uh, so I mean, you could just go on and on. The Titans, after that Monday night game, it was every, like everyone talked about Derrick Henry. Now he went down, and that they're they're in disarray. The Rams, disarray. Even the Cowboys, are losing to Denver, they were talk about Super yeah. Bowl uh, Denver. The, the, all these teams were were really uh, had great talk about them, and, and you know, I look at the odds now to win the Super Bowl, and um, you could see there's like there's like a dozen teams at like. to or lower to win the Super Bowl. That's unbelievable uh, compared to previous years. It really is unbelievable. So uh, now the flavor, you're right. It it would be the Patriots. And, um, you know, I I guess the Packers would be the two teams that people are talking about now. But yet yet you can get good odds on them. And I'll I'll tell you, let, let me even go even further. You know, the Patriots three weeks ago, right here in Vegas at uh, one of the casinos, a little, Boy, Boyd, what is that? Whoever Boyd is, Coast Casinos, on their app, they had 60 to 1 on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, now it's down to 10 to 1. It's amazing. If you can pick out one of these little nuggets teams, you know, uh, I'll give you a team. Uh, I think you guys, I think FanDuel has them at 48 to 1, I believe it is. Um, I, I looked earlier because I said, you know, one of these real long shot teams, the, the Colts, I know they lost last week. But the Colts were coming around, looking pretty good. I don't know if they should be. Now you do your shopping, you can get over fifty to one on the Colts. I don't know. I think that might be a little, little tiny nugget of value. I'm talking, you know, uh, one tenth of what you'd bet on a on a game, just to have a rooting interest and and also have. And that's another thing. I don't like tying my money up on season wins at the beginning of the season too much. Yet yeah, I'll usually do it two or three teams. I don't like doing it, but. Uh, there's there's only two sports books I know of, one of which is FanDuel, yeah. that offers season – I took a picture of it. I took a picture of it before we got on air here. I mean, here, this is what FanDuel offers that I'm telling you, a lot of the sports books don't offer this. And there is some low-hanging fruit. There is. Now, I'm in Vegas, but I'm headed back to Jersey to, to, to actually bet a couple things. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to give nothing out here. There's definitely some low-hanging fruit. Here, this is FanDuel. Conference division winner, which most people do have. I understand they have season specials. This is the thing. Win totals. I, I don't know anyone else that offers yeah. season win totals except for FanDuel and DraftKings. That's it. So you could bet every week after the Monday night game's over, You even Sunday night game, I see them put, they put them up this week, you could bet every single team over or under. I'll tell you, I have two circled. Uh, and, and when I was there last week, I, I actually was there and I left um, i I bet something I figure I bet Pittsburgh under eight and a half and now it's seven and a half. Um, uh, Indianapolis, I, I think if they go through I think they have five games remaining, three and two, I think they can go three and two. So I've seen um, Indianapolis uh, if they go three, and three you have to, you have to lay some money though um also also they have teams to yep. make and miss the playoffs i'll say that today that that is a great bet too. make and miss the playoffs right now and we're in we're week 13 that's i just don't know who offers that that kind of stuff okay the, here it is the colts over eight and a half you have to lay two to one i hate laying two to one I mean, anything that happened with you know, the protocols and things but i just thought there was some value on that um if they go three and two you win the money on that and um uh, back to what I'm saying to make make it miss the playoffs, season awards player props of course, but the win totals and to make make it miss the playoffs um, I, I, again. Uh, if anyone has you guys have Fanduel, check them out. There's some really good bets on to make it miss the playoffs, and there's two that I like uh, season win totals, which I'm going to be flying in tomorrow, and I'll be making that I'll be making them. You know, it's funny. I go to the counter. Uh, Down at Bally's in Atlantic City, beautiful sportsbook fan built. I I don't know if anyone knows about it, Ben. It's always like it's in the corner where the poker room used to be, and I I honestly don't Mm. think that 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 no people know about it because it's unbelievable. It's always there's always seats. It's plentiful. The management there treats me right, uh, and I go to the counter and they take counter bets from me. That's you know people some people say oh they get limited on the app and I understand they do. I'll tell you at the counter I can bet. Uh, giant money thousands and thousands and uh you know it's just a good good experience for someone like me but listen i know people aren't big bettors the average bet in their country is less than 100 bucks so uh it's, they have kiosks outside very important too something this town hasn't caught on with it kind of bothers me you go to um you go to lake hmm. city i go to a couple different places one of which like i said is Bally's. they have 15 kiosks outside there you know i go to resorts they have 15 kiosks out there this town didn't get that now it, 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 it maybe it's intimidating to people but i'll tell you right now ben it's so easy to use you go up to the counter i mean you go up to the kiosk just mess with it a little bit it's easy to use kiosk uh you, once you get used to it you'll never bet at the counter again because you know some people are confused they have lots of questions at the counter they feel pressurized by people behind them uh go to the kiosk uh, atlantic city uh also the meadowlands these places are uh are yeah. really advanced so there we go I just keep talking. I'm sorry.
0: Craig, I can pl- No, no, I agree with you, though. I think you bring up a great point about where to find edges because a lot of people look at the futures market and they're like, oh, it's a preseason bet. I'll see how this team's doing in training camp and I'll play one bet to win the AFC East or whatever it might be, and that's done. But what is great about FanDuel is they update it on a weekly basis and it's a great way for us here that build out content to... Also, present that content to be like, hey, a couple of weeks ago, the Patriots were plus money to make the playoffs. Now they have the best odds in the entire AFC to make the postseason in that conference. So, Crack, I want to focus on the Pats because they have a huge game coming up on Monday night for the first time this year, meeting up against the Buffalo Bills. And right now, New England is a three point road underdog in Western New York against the bill so we have talked about how new england is the hottest team in all of football six straight wins six straight covers as we would say the flavor of the day do you think that is taken into account when you see a shorter number here at only a field goal three points about buffalo's favor
3: well let me tell you this is this is really a schedule maker uh who, who actually is a friend of mine i believe it or not howard Katz. he has made a great schedule again uh this year in the nfl and that is a, that, this, this is really a marquee game. At the time, you just didn't know it would be such a game. You didn't know if New England would, would be that good. Everyone is always down on New England now since they traded uh, Brady and Gronk um, retired. So um, this will really be a game, an outdoor game. Think about this. Cold-weather teams, very important mm. uh, getting to the playoff time. These teams that can play in cold weather and, and grind it out, they're the teams that's going to get there. Um, so, you know, you really want to uh, pick a, a team that's going to grind it out on, on, on these cold-weather games. Who can play in the cold weather? Here you have two teams that are used to playing in cold weather. Green Bay used to playing in cold weather. So I, I think it's important to know that, too. Coming down the line, I'll get back to this game in a second. I'm talking about now these key hmm. weeks where these teams have to put themselves in position to make the playoffs, uh, you know, it's, this year is so wide open – I would make sure that you're on a good team that can grind the ball and run the ball. Look what happened to Tennessee once Derrick Henry went down. Uh, You really have to have a a good running back or good good running backs in general. This game is a marquee game. I'm actually going to watch this game. I don't really watch a lot of games, but I'll be back in Jersey with my buddies, so I'm sure we'll watch this game. But, again, I will not have a bet on the side. I have yet to release one bet on the NFL this year on an NFL side. Yet, on the totals, I bet a lot of first-half totals, you know, we're killing it. We're up 11 units on totals this year. Um, you know, that's funny. Do people say 11 units? Well, I, I could do that. I could win one unit a week. Oh, really? Try. Try. <laughs> but uh, anyway, th- this time of the year, Ben, uh, before we get off here, it's it, yeah, college basketball um, is really yeah. my focus. Uh, though I will bet on those NFL totals um, the first half, sometimes in a game, uh, proposition bets um, also. Um, but college basketball is really my thing. I, I, I really have a good edge in college basketball. All my guys that, that follow me, you guys know what it's been. The crack wins guys, they know what the last few weeks have been. Uh, we get the best of the line, but that doesn't mean, you know, everyone talks about closing line value. That's a whole show within itself. I, I know one of the sharpest syndicate groups in the world that do not worry about closing line value and they bet into the market very late and they're giant winners. So, uh, that, that's, like I said, another show within itself. Uh, but college basketball, when you have so many games, you look at, look at a Saturday or a Sunday, look at a Saturday, really when they put up, a, there was 165 games last Saturday. How yeah. can the bookmaker and including those sharp guys over at FanDuel, how can they get every game correct? It's impossible. So you have to look at, uh, and, and listen, I'm not betting the, the Duke and Zagas. I'm not betting the big games that are covered by... Many multiple networks and stuff. I'm looking at the smaller market stuff. I'm looking at the uh, the, the games that really don't doesn't have a microscope on them. That's my specialty. Uh, a lot of these added games too. And I'm thank thank you to FanDuel for putting up uh, added games because some of the sports books don't. So yeah, I'm done with my rant.
0: Yeah, Crack, I mean, this begins the third week of the college basketball regular season. There have already been 1,300 games in college hoops this year. Bill Krakenberger, one of the wisest and the best in the biz, joining us here. You can get more expertise on the Crack Wins app. Crack, as always, thank you very much for your time and talk to you soon.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.
0: Of course, and same to you as well, Crack. Coming up, our best bets of the day. That's next here on The Morning After. Closing out our third and final hour, our three hours together here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Before we say farewell to you on this Tuesday morning, before we say goodbye, we look at the college basketball landscape with so much going on on a Tuesday in the sports world to look at one of the best games of the entire night the big 10 acc challenge florida state and the purdue boilermakers inside Mackey arena in west lafayette so that's how we end out this show before we say goodbye it is time for bye 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 all right purdue and florida state tonight one of the best games across the entire landscape a lot of great games in the big 10 acc challenge on florida state and purdue of course you throw in syracuse and indiana duke and ohio state so many great games on the docket on this tuesday night in college hoops here's what it looks like right now Purdue at last check is an 11 point favorite at home tonight against Florida State the over under total is 142 and a half the Boilermakers off to a perfect 6-0 start this year 5-1 against the number they have been favored in every game the only game they did not cover they were a 26 and a half point favorite against Indiana State and they won that game by 25 points that's why the Boilermakers are now the number two team in all of the country Purdue's team total tonight against florida state is 77 in a hook florida state might be one of the best defenses purdue has seen all year long but they did play tennessee and they did play villanova and they scored at least 80 points in both of those games in fact Purdue has scored 80 points in all six of their games this year and they have scored 90 or more in five of the six games the Boilermakers are the second most efficient offense in all of college basketball over 77 and a half for Purdue's team total tonight in a great matchup against Florida State the morning after each and every weekday 9 a.m eastern time until noon right here on the grid I'm Ben Stevens we'll talk to you tomorrow Are you one of us? We've just got one question. Do you like games?